Hey there, before we dive into the episode, I want to tell you about a unique opportunity for you and I to work together one-on-one. Right now, I am running a beta coaching program for my updated three-month coaching package, and this is basically the long way to say free coaching in exchange for your feedback. So if you're someone who is struggling with PMS, period pain, with fertility challenges or irregular cycles, then this, my friend, is for you. This could finally be the time for you to understand what is causing your symptoms so they can be a thing of the past. Click on the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up. Welcome to I'm Hormonal, your source of information about women's hormone health and how to support your body naturally. I'm your host, Bridget Walton, and I'm a certified functional hormone specialist and menstrual cycle coach. I am on a mission to hold these hormone conversations with as many menstruators as possible because you deserve easier access to accurate information about what's up with your unruly menstrual cycle and with your fertility mysteries. Don't you think it's time that we figure this out once and for all? On today's show, we are going to talk about heavy period bleeding. Does this happen to you? Is this something that you're experiencing month after month with no reason as for why? Well, if you're somebody who has excessive menstrual bleeding, then this will be really helpful for you because we are going to talk about what are some of the causes or reasons behind heavy bleeding, as well as, of course, what you can do about it, some things to consider, conversation points that you can have with your healthcare practitioner or with your doctor, and just generally, what's the way forward? So we'll answer those questions and more. But first, a couple quick things. I want to say welcome or welcome back if you have been listening to I'm Hormonal before. If today is your first time listening to I'm Hormonal, then welcome and I'm so glad that you found me. I started this podcast because I think it's really important to share this sort of information and make it more accessible because it's too common that we and I don't know what's going on with my body or that I didn't know what was going on. And we should have access to that information because what are we without our health? And we all deserve to feel our best. We all deserve to feel confident and we all deserve to understand what's going on in our bodies. So I'll get off my soapbox now, but thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of this conversation. And if you find this episode helpful and insightful, then consider sharing it with one of your friends, with your sister, somebody who you know that would appreciate this conversation and this information as well. Let me give you a quick friendly reminder that all the information that I share with you today is for educational purposes only. It should not be used as a replacement for a diagnosis from a medical practitioner or as a replacement for any other one-on-one support from a certified practitioner. That being said, if you want to work with me more closely, then head on over to BridgetWalton.com and click on Work with Bridget. Or you can go to the link in the show notes to learn about how you and I can work together and how I can support you in reaching your fertility or contraception and period goals. Alrighty, let's dig in. So heavy menstrual bleeding, what does that actually consist of? So for what we're going to talk about today, heavy menstrual bleeding is when you have seven or rather when you have more than seven days 
of bleeding in your period. And that could also equate to like more than 80 milliliters of blood loss, which could be uh, 16 tampons or more, just as like a rough way to measure that. Also, if you're using a menstrual cup, then that'll make it easier to measure. But overall, if you're bleeding for more than a week, then that is indicative of probably an anovulatory cycle when the little egg didn't actually make it out of your ovaries. Now, this can happen for a variety of reasons, but the long story short is that without ovulation, there's not going to be a lot of progesterone that's produced. And we love progesterone because progesterone actually helps to thin the lining of the uterus and basically result in less bleeding at the end of the month. So that's what we're looking at when we talk about heavy bleeding. Now, let's talk about what are some of the possible causes of it. One thing that you might want to consider would be fibroids. So fibroids are a benign growth. They can be found via ultrasound, and it's something that grows in your uterine muscle. Most gals get one or two in their life, like after age 35, but most of them don't actually cause symptoms. Only about 10% of fibroids cause bleeding. So how do these grow in the first place? Well, they're caused by estrogen excess, uh, right? Because remember that estrogen is a hormone that is a growth hormone. So the more estrogen in your body, the more things are going to grow. In this case, blood in your uterus or rather on your endometrial lining. So um, anything that also raises estrogen levels can like lead to growth of fibroids. Again, not super common, relatively small percentage of fibroids cause bleeding, but that would be something to consider and that would be something to talk about with your doctor because you would discover them via ultrasound. Some other things that could cause excess bleeding could be perimenopause. So remember perimenopause is that period of time, you know, um, up to maybe even 10 years before you actually reach menopause which is when you no longer have a period, you're no longer cycling, because your ovaries and your estrogen production is more sporadic and erratic, right? So sometimes you have a lot of estrogen. And again, that will cause or that will lead to heavier bleeding. Next up, PCOS. If you've listened for the last week, then we talked about PCOS, and you will know that this is something good to to rule out as the cause of your heavy bleeding, because quite often with PCOS, you're not ovulating, and so that's going to, again, lead to heavier bleeding. Sorry, I feel like I said that 87 times, but you guys see where I'm going with this. High estrogen equals more thicker lining of the endometrium and more bleeding. So, Next up, though, you would want to check and make sure that you don't have any sort of coagulation issue that could be leading to additional bleeding. And then almost almost last year, last but not least, um, what is your thyroid situation looking like? So when's the last time that you got just a standard thyroid panel done? If you're here in the U.S., then um, you know, check to see if your health insurance will cover just a standard thyroid panel. Um, hopefully they do. Or if you're outside of the U.S., hopefully you still have access to that <laughs> anyway. So check to see and just be able to rule that out because you need sufficient amount of thyroid hormone in order to support ovulation. And then I won't 
saying what I just said a moment ago, but ovulation is really essential. And so if you are confirming that you're ovulating, that'll help to get to, what do we want? The root cause of, of your bleeding. So let me just recap those couple of things again and ask yourself, hey, number one, am I in perimenopause? Is that something that's contributing to my excess bleeding? Two, do I have PCOS? Like how can I rule out PCOS as a cause behind my bleeding? Three, do I have a coagulation issue that I need to address or be aware of? And then fourth, is there something going on with my thyroid that I need to be aware of? If your period has been heavy for your whole life, then this is, I guess, the fifth one. It might be worth asking your doctor for a von Willebrand test, um, which also relates to coagulation there. So now that we've covered some of the main things that can cause or be behind your excess bleeding, what are some things that we can do about it? So when it comes to prevention only, and I just want to clarify prevention versus, you know, something reactive when you're actually actively bleeding. Uh, Let's look at prevention first. So one thing that you might want to consider is avoiding cow dairy. The type of protein that's in cow dairy um, can be inflammatory and um, overall no bueno. So consider cutting out dairy from your diet or at least mitigating it, reducing it, and spend maybe two, three cycles to see if that has any impact on the amount of bleeding that you experience during your period. The second thing you'll want to do is to help keep insulin low. We talk about this all the time. You've heard me say this before. It's important to have stable blood sugar levels. And why is that? Because like estrogen, insulin is also a growth hormone. So the higher or the more insulin that you have circulating in your bod, the more, or I guess more prone you could be to having this extra growth that you want to keep down. So how can you better stabilize your blood sugar levels and keep them lower? The next thing that you can do to help prevent Um, Heavy bleeding would be to get some exercise in. You'll also want to focus on having a healthy gut. This is important because a lot of estrogen or your estrogen metabolites are eliminated through your stool. And so if you are not having like a healthy gut that can get those out in a, uh, let's say, a regular fashion, maybe, uh, you know, you should be having bowel movements once or twice a day at least. But if you're not, then that estrogen, or again, the estrogen metabolites can just be basically recycled and swooped back up into your system. Last but not least, something to consider for prevention would be eating phytoestrogens. The reason why you would want to do that, and so think of like tofu or soy, I think is the most common, but you might want to incorporate some of these phytoestrogens into your diet because they can convey to your hormone receptors that they are estrogens, right? Can kind of like plug into those estrogen receptors. And so because they're plugging in there, like actual estrogen as a growth hormone isn't plugging in there. I know that sounds kind of confusing and you may have heard me say in different episodes like, oh, avoid phytoestrogens if 
X or Y, it's kind of nuanced and you want to, um, you know, reach out to a practitioner for some support depending on what your specific hormone situation is. But anyway, one thing to consider if you have really high excess bleeding, incorporate phytoestrogens into your diet. When it comes to supplements that you might want to consider, then if you're losing a lot of blood, you may want to replenish with an iron supplement. You can get a test done for serum ferritin levels. Ferritin is like related to your iron, if if that's a new term to you. Um, but like incorporate more red meat or eggs into your diet if you are somebody who eats animal products. Um, when it comes to supplementation, looking at something like 15 to 50 milligrams of iron biglycinate could be what does it for you as well. The next thing that you could consider supplementing with is turmeric. So you can supplement with this daily. And really the ingredient or the component that you want in there is the curcumin. Um, it's good to have this after a meal. It helps you to better absorb it. And then also have it with black pepper, which just makes it more effective to absorb. But turmeric is anti-inflammatory and it can help to prevent the excess bleeding. When you are actually cycling, like when you're actually bleeding, increase the amount of turmeric or curcumin that you are consuming um, and consider that as one other option. Last but not least, uh, while you are bleeding, if you want to take ibuprofen, if that's your jam, then know that taking ibuprofen can help to reduce your flow, in some cases, even by half. And I just pulled that note from Dr. Laura Bryden's book, The Period Repair Manual. So something to consider as a uh, reactive, um, well, I was going to say reactive precaution, but anyway, while you're bleeding, ibuprofen could help out. Let's take a short break to talk about one of I'm Hormonal's sponsors, which is Nixit. One of the reasons why I love Nixit is because I don't have to be worried about if my tampon or if my pad is going to be too full. Like the Nixit menstrual cup is a flexible silicone disc that you insert into the vagina and it is going to catch your blood. And so then a couple of uh, times a day, then you'll go ahead, you'll remove it, you'll clean it, reinsert. But because it's going to capture all of that blood, I don't have to worry about if my product is going to be like overwhelmed and if I'm going to have leaks. I love that peace of mind. In addition to the fact that, gals, I bought my menstrual cup, I think in 2020, and I haven't spent a single dollar on period products since I bought it. It's such a good investment in money. Also, I don't have month after month waste from my period products. So I think it's great in a lot of different um, a lot of different facets, right? Fiscal, environmental, it's good for my body because I'm not risking putting any chemicals into my system through my vagina, which is like so absorbent. You don't want to put chemicals down there. So something to consider, Nixit Menstrual Cup. They have an array of other products as well, but head on over to their website and check out your offerings. 
Don't forget to use the code Bridget Walton at checkout so you can get 15% off of your purchase. You can also go to BridgetWalton.com slash podcast slash 19 and you'll see the link there so you can get the 15% off. All right, let's get back to it. As we wrap up here, let's just come back to what's the moral of the story here when it comes to excessive bleeding. And the answer here is excess estrogen. So you should be really thinking about what can you do to manage your estrogen levels. Generally, when your estrogen is too high, relatively, you're going to have lower progesterone. So it's all about saying, how can I support a strong, healthy ovulation in order to produce enough progesterone in the second half of my cycle or your cycle in order to balance it out and bring down, sort of thin out your endometrial lining. If you are in Southern California and you want to connect in person, then I want to tell you about a health and wellness expo that's going to be taking place on February 10th, 2023 here in Encinitas, California. I will be there as an exhibitor, and if you are available and want to come by, I would love to see you then. Check out the show notes for more information, and I'll also be sharing more on Instagram. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. If you learned something new today, then would you please share this episode with a friend? Also, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, and you can go ahead and rate or review the podcast as well. Thank you so much to those of you who have already done so. I really appreciate it. And I just am so grateful and so grateful to connect with you guys and hopefully share information that's going to make your lives a little bit easier and a little bit happier. All right, my friend, thanks again. I'll connect with you on Instagram between now and next week when I'm back for you with another episode.